dads. Welcome to Big Dad Energy, the journey of parenting and adulting through the eyes of two young dads. I'm your co-host, Joe Lopez, and with me, but we're in his house, is my co-dad, Jared Shizmanski. That with me has never meant, you know, more <laughs> real than right now. I know. I, I'm here in your basement. Uh, it's weird. I feel uncomfortable. As you should. It's my basement. <laughs> Welcome to my zone. It's odd being in the same spot doing this. I don't normally share this with people, so, you know, yeah. this is really... Here we are. There's a lot of things to look at. You, you, If you're watching this, you can't see, but there's like a picture of his dog, Lou, and Artie as a knight? I'm going to say... And an admiral? I'm going to say like revolutionary war generals. Yeah. It's well, I pretty guess, I guess Lou's pretty much a, a knight, but Artie is de- definitely like a yeah, revolutionary war. Yeah, that's great. War. There's a lot of colors going on here. This keyboard lights up and changes colors. Your mouse changes colors. Yeah, three monitors. My God. This is where I live. It's uh, insane. I, mean, I, I tried to get the keyboard and the mouse to, to rotate rainbow at the same time. Okay. But they're two different brands. Right. So they don't. I would rather have a keyboard the same brand as my mouse so that I could run it all off one software. Right. But I'm bougie and the one I want is way too expensive. Of so. course. Of course. And also, you know, I want you all to picture a typical mouse pad. Your run-of-the-mill mouse pad. Sure, sure. And now times that by five, because that's the size of mouse pad that Jared's got. <laughs> what is it, like 18 by 18? This thing's a foot and a half long and tall. It is. I think it's a foot by a foot. One foot by one foot. You could put two Subway sandwiches on either side of it, and it would cover that length. I tell you what, I need it, though. Okay. You don't understand. Like when when I'm when I'm shooting people, you need to be able to move around yeah, the whole, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know. So sure. Okay, cool. I'm telling you, it's it's necessary. Everything you see here, it's all necessary. It's yeah. all necessary for for what it takes to to be as peak of a gamer as I am. Yeah, that's it. You know. It's pro great. athlete here. Hey, it looks great. I'm jealous. Uh, big fan of this setup. Big fan of being here. I just happened to be in the area, and uh, we said, let's uh, shoot this thing together. Joe, Joe made the trip up, and he's like, you know, hey, I'm at a restaurant three feet from your house. Should I just, like, swing over, and we should just, you know, knock this out? And I was like, yeah, let's just do it. So here we are. Uh, it's great. Uh, Jared said, what time are you coming over? And I said, I don't know, probably after lunch. And he said, that's awesome, because it gives me time to put fertilizer on my lawn. <laughs> I just said you're such a dad. I am such a dad. You are. It's it's too bad we're 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 not doing weekends this episode because we actually have a jam packed middle. We're, yes. We uh we did an interview with Joe's niece and it went phenomenally. You guys are gonna love it. Um, but next week's episode you're gonna hear all about my super dad weekend. Um, <laughs> so we'll ju- I'll just jump in and kind of give you the plan. So Joe decided that it's okay to take a vacation. I you did. Know? He doesn't understand the amount of work we have to put into this high level super <laughs> right. pro- super production of a podcast so he's just gonna take a vacation on us yeah yeah, yep and it's gonna be well who knows how it's gonna be it's probably gonna be fine i'm going to ohio i mean what is there in ohio except hell well there's hocking hills which is where we're going and it could be hell i've never been <laughs> i mean it's an experience one way or another yeah right? so uh that should be fun but um yeah coming up you know we have our interview with my niece michaela klein um she's got a really insane birth story uh labor story things that went on with her and and uh had a couple issues going on but uh there's some parts of that interview that like blew me away i think there there was 
a, a moment and you'll hear it in there where I just like my jaw dropped. I was like, there you missed so many steps. Yeah. Like there were so many other things you needed to do. Right. And you just missed it. Yeah. So uh so why don't we go ahead and jump into that? Yeah, let's just dive right in. Uh so here it is, our interview with Michaela Klein. Michaela, thank you so much for coming on. Thank um, you for having me. Uh I'm so excited. Why don't you go ahead and tell everybody who you are, a little bit about yourself. Okay. I am Michaela Klein. I am Joe's one of Joe's many nieces. Um I am twenty one years old. I am halfway stay at home mom, halfway I am a nursing assistant for hospice. And I'm yeah, a mom. Right on. Well, welcome, Michaela. Thanks so much for joining us. We really appreciate you coming on. Uh, so just we figured we've been talking about having you on for God knows since the beginning of the podcast. Yeah. Because uh, uh, Joe has told me that you've had just a really, really close call when you were having your kiddo. Like a really oh. close call. <laughs> yeah. Like almost in the car. My dad was going to deliver my baby. Close call. <laughs> Woo. <laughs> <laughs> Woo. He was like, well, if we speed, the police officer has to have some sort of medical background. He could deliver. I'm like, oh, yeah. You're just that hoping to get pulled idea. over at that point, right? Right. I was like, just step on it. Just do it. Just go. Who cares? <laughs> That's awesome. Well, why don't we start from the beginning and just, you know, let us, uh, let us hear your story from the beginning. All right. Okay. So from the way beginning, um, it was, I started my second day with hospice with my mom. Um, and I was like, I snapped really bad at my boyfriend the night before. And I was like, that's weird. And I ended up taking a pregnancy test the next morning. And I completely forgot about it. Almost walked out the door. And I was like, oh, sh- crap. I should probably get that off of the counter, you know, and so see you that it's negative. And so you everything don't, yeah. cool. And then mm-hmm. it said positive. And I sat there and I almost cried. because I was like, oh, my gosh, I just started this new job. I don't know what to do. I'm 20 years old. So I just went on with my day and I had to look at my mom in meetings and pretend like nothing was happening. And I <laughs> Oof, yeah. that's the worst. All right. And then I ended up going to get a blood test because I was like, well, if I am like, I want to be a hundred percent sure. And I want to see how far along I am. And I was like four weeks at that time. And, uh, so that was pretty crazy. Um, not hold on time know, out. You found out at four weeks. Mm-hmm. that's crazy that's crazy early i know and i kind of i feel like in the beginning like literally right after whatever happened um i started getting sick and like i thought that maybe it was my kidneys because i have really bad kidney issues but now looking at it i was probably had something to do with that i don't know my mom always knew when she was so maybe that's the way i am but mm-hmm. I mean, everything went smoothly. I ended up getting, like, a blood test where I found out that Nora was a girl when I was probably, like, nine weeks, ten weeks maybe. And we kind of waited to tell her father's side of the family until about 12 weeks Mm because that's the safety net. Right. Well, at about 13 weeks, I had a subchronic hemorrhage is what they said. Oh, wow. What What is is that? So, um... Basically, I thought I was having a miscarriage in my bathroom. I, like, ran to my mom. It oh, was no. Like, a mess everywhere. My little brother was there. He was like, Mom, what's wrong with Coco? My mom ended up telling him that, like, my foot was bleeding. I stepped on something, went to the hospital. Basically, I had, like, a a hemorrhage right under Nora. Oh, wow. So, like, wow. Yeah. 
it was like a close call kind of thing. And they said, you know, if it was any bigger, I probably would have lost her, but it was so small. And I had to go back in like a week to check with my doctors, make sure, you know, everything was still good and everything, but it was. Wait, like, so, positive. so they just let it like move by itself. Like it just I, yeah. passed is probably the, the only word I can use. Right. Yeah. They were, I guess it can heal because it was so small. It sure. can heal itself. But hmm. basically I was on like, pelvic rest and they didn't really want me lifting heavy which was kind of hard because i'm taking care of patients all the time yeah right i was literally i just sat there and everyone else did my job and i mean it sucked but you know you had to do it i had to do to make sure nora was okay at least you're Mm -hmm. surrounded by people that could help right like i feel like sometimes people don't have you know like if they have to be on bed rest they have to be at home and doing nothing right they can't go to work or anything like that so you know it's it's nice you had a little bit of support there Right, exactly. I that's what I thought. I was like, they're gonna take me off of work. Nope, they didn't. They still let me go. I just couldn't do a mm-hmm. lot. And I was lucky enough that my mom is a nurse, so I felt comfortable with like the advice she was giving me and telling me what I need to do to like make sure that this doesn't create a bigger problem than what it's at currently at that stage. And but how far along were you? Thirteen weeks. It's oh, like, so early. Right, so early. Yeah, right after the cutoff where it was like, yeah, right. you're fine. And then it was like, ah, something's wrong. So, yeah, that that happened. I mean, I had a pretty normal pregnancy besides COVID. Like, all my baby showers got canceled. Mm-hmm. Um, up until I, like, I still could have people at, like, my 20-week ultrasound because I was right before COVID hit. So, like, my sister Taylor came down and... She came and got to see it, and Nora's dad came in and got to see her for the first time on the ultrasound. And when, kept when was Nora born? Uh, June fourth. Okay, okay. So you were a couple months ahead of us. So Ben yeah. was born yeah. end of August. Yes, yes, exactly. It was just like mm, a little for you. Mm-hmm. I remember when you guys posted about you having Ben, and I was like, oh, "Look at that! I, I got a bigger baby than this guy." <laughs> I was so excited. Right. When you see somebody else has one, you're like, I can't believe I've already gone through this. I can't believe somebody else is going, you know, you're so focused when you do it. You're like, I I can't believe anybody else is going to go through this experience. And then somebody has a kid and you're like, oh, oh, I've already done this. I like, you know, I feel your pain. I know exactly what you're going through in those moments. Yeah. My boss is having a kid in May and I like feel like I lectured him the other day. I was like, make sure you get your sleep now. Make sure, you know, you you get all ready. Um, he said he's going to listen to the podcast. So if you hear this, Mario, I'm sorry. Yeah. I'm sorry for lecturing you. Yeah, you, you need it. I swear. I should have. I wish I took more advice from people when they're like, you know, do this. Enjoy your rest. I was like, no, I want my kid here now. And then like two weeks in, I'm like, I'm dying. I literally am dragging <laughs> and just hydrated <laughs> on coffee. Mm-hmm. Um, but all was well until I was around 24 weeks. Um, I have issues with my kidneys where. Um, they go, they basically fail on me. So I get UTIs and I don't feel them. And this has happened, I think like three times, no, maybe two times before that where I was hospitalized. But this time I like went in and went to my doctors and they were like, we're going to send you to the hospital. So they sent me to hospital near here. And then they were like, we can't handle you. Like, you're too high up. Like, you need to go to the big hospital downtown. Was it because of the severity so, or was it because they like COVID? Um, 
it wasn't big. It was so this was in the beginning of February, so it was like a month before COVID really got big. Got it. Um, mm-hmm. But they couldn't handle like you know a pregnant lady, and you know I needed constant fluids and constant checking up. They wanted to take me somewhere bigger, so I ended up being sent to the. Uh, it was some like labor pregnant women floor where like people who are bedridden or they have you know preeclampsia or anything like that they normally are on this floor they sent me there Mm -hmm. and you know started my fluids took i think they jabbed me four different times i had two ivs in my arms they couldn't get me um around two in the morning they woke me up and were like hey like your levels are so bad you have to go to the icu oh wow oh geez how how far along 24 weeks you said yeah and so scary oh i was it was so scary but at the same time i think i was so out of it because like everything is just failing on me i Mm -hmm. was just (laughs) i couldn't even like comprehend exactly what was going on so they took me up there and basically i was forced to get a a catheter and i was like no i'm not doing that and he's like oh you're doing it you don't Mm -hmm. get the choice (laughs) yeah and I was like, I know my rights. Like, I work in the medical field. I know my rights. You can't make me do anything. She made me. So, like, kudos to that lady because yeah. I definitely needed it. <laughs> right. Um, I had a 24-hour baby nurse. So, every, like, 12 hours, nurses would switch shifts. And then they only monitored Nora. So, I had a monitor on my stomach mm-hmm. for five days. That's of them crazy. Yeah, monitoring, Jeez. monitoring me, monitoring her, and then I had my own nurses and my own doctors, and I ended up, uh, my levels dropped really low, my oxygen went down to, like, in the 80s, so they put me on uh, oxygen, I had to have, like, the full face mask, um, they were pumping fluids with me in me so much that I ended up getting fluids in my lungs so that's why i couldn't breathe oh god oh my gosh and it was just a, it was a mess but during the whole thing nora thrived she didn't really? yeah her levels that's didn't good. go down at all she just kept flowing and isn't, isn't that crazy isn't that nuts how the human body like you're I, to for lack of a better term you're basically dying around your daughter and she's just she's not she's fine she's unbothered unbothered she's yeah, she just kept kicking me. She's like, Mom, this is not cool. We're just laying right. all the time. And I'm like, oh, my God, I'm dying. That's she took, nuts. She took everything. But I think that and the whole hemorrhage made me really think, like, this was meant to be. Like, sure. Mm-hmm. She, I could have lost Nora now twice, majorly, and I didn't. And I meant to have this baby. So I ended up getting a stent put in my kidneys, and I got better. I ended up getting out at five days um and being able to go home and everything was pretty good they kept me on antibiotics like my entire pregnancy till i mm-hmm. was done and around that time that's when like my baby showers were canceled mm-hmm. and i couldn't really see anybody and they removed me from the field because covid was getting really bad and i basically laid in my bed for the rest of my pregnancy and uh got really fat and just laid with my cats and you know i mean it doesn't sound too bad i i don't i i'm I'm getting fat and hang out with my cats and i'm not pregnant so i mean cat singular cat i would just love to live like you know it's just forever me and my cats right Um, everything so it was fine and then i hit like 
by 36 weeks, I'm like, okay, cool. Like, this baby can come anytime. And then she didn't come. And then yeah. the next week, I'm like, all right, I'm going to go get checked. And I'm going to be closer. And they're like, no, you're, like, still 80% effaced. But you're, like, two centimeters dilated. You're fine. You're not going yeah, anywhere. Yeah, nothing. Kept going. Kept going. And finally, at my 39th, they're like, okay, we're going to schedule a induction. Mm-hmm. If you don't go before then, um, it's going to be a week from now. So then, like, 41 weeks. I'm like, are you kidding me? You can't just rip this baby out now. Like, at, I, by that point, you feel like a watermelon. Like you're carrying around like this this massive, just giant baby. You could fit myself, like because I'm I'm a small girl. I'm like sure. five right. two, normally a hundred ten pounds. You could fit me inside my belly. Like <laughs> I was doing the whole giant waddle. Like hated my life wider than you were tall at that point yeah exactly i'm like man i'm gonna birth a baby she's gonna be like 10 pounds i'm not gonna be able to handle that (laughs) um (laughs) and then one night me and my mom went for a walk and i started having contractions and i went into the hospital and they checked me and they're like no it's fake contractions just go home your induction paid in two days like you'll be fine i'm like okay that's ridiculous so this was you had already like passed the forty week point because it yep. was close to your induction. Yep, I would have been forty weeks and three days, and mm. they ended up. Well, no, at that point, my um, induction would have been like four days, and then I went and saw a doctor. They sped it up to two days, and then that day, I just remember feeling miserable. Like I was working on a house. We were fixing up a house at the time, so I was like, you know what? Let's you know keep going. You know, try and. Maybe if I keep working, it'll get keep, her to come out. Keep right. active, right? And Nora's dad went to drop me off at my house, and I was just bawling. Like, I just, I was, was in so much pain, and he could tell. He's like, are you in that much pain? I'm like, I am just so miserable. Mm-hmm. Like, I can't, right. I can't eat. I got heartburn all the time. This baby is huge. There's no room in there. I'm constantly peeing myself. Like, mm-hmm. I'm just over it. So I went right. inside. And I probably tried to eat, like, ice or something and went to bed. And I woke up around 12 o'clock in the morning, and I had a contraction. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I'm like, okay, this is those fake contractions again, whatever. So I'm, like, laying right. I have a really bad another one. I'm like, uh, okay, you know, Pretty whatever. soon? Or, like, I, you probably weren't timing it at that point because you thought they were fake. But, like, were they pretty close together? Yeah, because I then started timing them, and they were exactly three minutes apart. Oh, oh wow! You like skipped and... the whole whole other steps. Like, there's <laughs> right. like ten minutes to to before you get to three minutes. Right, and they're normally like five minutes. You need to like be on your way to the hospital, yeah. <laughs> yeah. and they told me seven because the hospital they wanted me to go back to that hospital in downtown Columbus to have Oof. her so, so that they can monitor me in case anything goes bad with me. Mm-hmm. So I'm like oh my god, these are like three minutes apart, like, uh, I don't know if I should tell my mom, or maybe I should just like keep this to myself, like, I'm not sure. <laughs> my contractions are three minutes, I should keep it to myself. I'm just gonna have this baby in bed, whatever. Right, I, I don't know if I should tell anyone, like, what if this is a lie, and then my mom walked past the room, which is weird, because it was really late at night, why is she up? So I'm like, okay, that's a sign, mm-hmm. I need to tell mm-hmm. my mom. So I was like, Mom, she comes in. I'm like, we got it. I got to go. Like, I'm having the baby. I promise you this is right this time. And she's like, are you sure? And I'm like, call Chris. Tell him that, like, we got to go. He's got to go to the hospital. So she calls him. And they're having a full conversation on the phone. Like, I'm not sure. (laughs) 
I mean, maybe you should probably get there. And at this point, I'm crawling on the floor trying to get pants on because I'm in so much pain. <laughs> oh, no. No. And, yeah. I was like, I'm just so angry. And Chris is like, are you sure? I'm like, you're either going to be there or you're not. I will be there by myself. We are going. So I'm like, okay, cool. You know, I can still have my mom in the room because you're only allowed one person now because of COVID. And my mom's like, well, I'm on call. I can't go with you. You're, you're probably not even gonna have the baby and i'm like are you kidding me she's like yeah your dad's gonna have to take you mark you need to take her my dad's like are you kidding me Melissa? like i have to take her and she's like yeah i mean i don't know what else you, like we're gonna do she's gotta go and so he goes grabs some towels he comes out and i'm like what are you doing he's like what if her water breaks in my car like i don't want that like, water is gonna be all over my chair and she's like it's not gonna break mine never did she's gonna be fine i respect so dad, that move so much though i'm sorry like right. that would be my first thought too i am i i don't know if it's a dad thing i don't know but my first thought would be like well i gotta get towels in case in case the water breaks in the car on the way to the hospital Mark, Mark is never prepared for anything, but like the fact that he actually thought was like, you know what? I think it was more about his car. He's sure. Like, I don't want to oh, know yeah. my car. Oh, seat. definitely. That'd be gross. And Do you, you know how much it costs to detail a car? I can't. I can't <laughs> right? just be out here detailing cars. My daughter's water breaks in it. Come on. <laughs> I ain't got that kind that. of time. Right. So we start driving. My dad's like the slowest driver in the whole wide world. Like my mom, she like is always on people's butt going mm -hmm. like 10 over. My dad's like going the speed limit. And I'm looking at him like, are you kidding me? And then it's downpouring at the exact same time. Oh, my. I'm, like, I'm going to die. Okay. I'm not going <laughs> to make it to have my baby. Cause, so like, how far away is the hospital from where you live? 30 minutes. Oh, no. 35 minutes. I'm sorry. Right. You were having contractions three minutes apart for 35 minutes on the way to the hospital? Well, I mean, I told my dad, I was like, listen, you better step on the gas because if you don't hurry up, I'm going to have this effing baby in your car. And like, we aren't going to have any options about it. Like, you got to go. And so he calls my mom. He's like, she's not going to make it. I'm like, no, I told you, you got to hurry up. Just drive. Just drive. Yeah. Or we're not gonna make it. Mom's like, well, I don't know what you want me to do. And so he just hung up. He's like, she's no help. She's no help. So she she was supposed to call. At the hospital is called uh, Riverside, and it's probably one of the biggest in Columbus. She was supposed to call and let them know I was coming, so I'd be down there with the wheelchair. Mm -hmm. Poland. Oh, before we get there, you we have to like jump on another major like expressway to get there. It's two seventy, which is like a giant circle around Columbus. And once we get on there, I'm like, dude, I'm going to be sick because I like have my legs crossed. I'm sweating. I'm in pain. My dad does not do good with vomit. And he's like, are you kidding me? I'm like, no, he slams on the brakes. I projectile vomited all over the side of 270. <laughs> he's sitting there like, looking out the window, like, pretending like nothing's happening. And I'm like, okay, drive. And he's like, oh, my God. Oh, okay. And so we made it there. No one's outside waiting for me. So I'm like, oh my God, like I'm gonna, I'm going, this is, I, I'm like water breaks all over my dad's car. Oh no. <laughs> oh no. And I'm like, oh, it's happening. We're doing it. We're going on. So my dad <laughs> runs inside, grabs a wheelchair, throws me in the wheelchair and runs. And there's a lady there ready to, you know, get your temperatures. Yeah. Old lady. Right. Just, 
And my dad's like, she's having a baby. Like, we got to go. And she was there the day before when I was there at that hospital. And she's like, oh, okay. Uh, that way, you know, elevator, third floor. So my dad's running, gets me up the elevator, gets there. You have to call in to the labor and delivery because, you know, yes. crazy. <laughs> and she, they're like, okay, what's her name? And my dad's telling them and. They're like, okay, what's her birthday? And he's like, uh, uh, 6, 24, 2006. And I'm like, none of your kids are born then. <laughs> not the year, not the day, not the month. Like, we're all born April or May or March. Like, you're, you're completely wrong. It's not my birthday. So I had to tell him. And then they finally brought me in. They're like, okay, you know, we're going to triage you. Room three. And, uh. At this point, everything kind of goes blank, but I guess I, like, told them if they triaged me, I was going to have Nora right on that table mm -hmm. with some obsessive language. And <laughs> she checked me, and she's like, oh, nope, you're right. Like, let's go. Yeah. And they threw me in the next room. My None of my OBs made it. The attending didn't made it, make it. A resident delivered Nora. So, like, That's you literally insane. got wheeled in and just kid popped out, like, right after? Basically, yeah, like within like 10 to 15 minutes of pushing, like I, she was there. The attending didn't even make it? No, like, and the resident was like so happy, you know, because like she probably never delivered a baby. Sure, right. And she's like smiling. She's and, like, only she's ever done this in med school with a robot baby. Like she's That's never right. done this in real life. She's like stoked. She's like, man, my name's going to go on birth certificate. And I'm yelling at her. I'm like, dude, you're way too happy for this. <laughs> I'm not okay. I got a okay. head between my thighs and you're out here right. smiling right now. Like, right. Come on. Cut it. Cut it now. And she's like, oh, okay. And she's still smiling. I'm like, no, no, that's not what I meant. You better stop. <laughs> And then, like, mid-contraction between them, they shove an IV in my arm. Apparently, I ripped that out. Um, <laughs> and Nora just popped out. I had no pain meds, no nothing, just all natural. Didn't get a choice, though. So, I mean, it's kind of cool. You know, I can take the props for that. But That's true. Time, right. That's true. I couldn't, you know, I never got the choice. Or I probably would All right. Was, uh... Before before we move on real quick, was your was Mark your dad in the room with you? No. Okay, so Mark mm -hmm. obviously was not going in there to see anything that was going to go on. So he sat in the hallway. So I was in labor all by myself. Chris, uh, Chris Nora's dad was literally like five minutes too late. Past. Just right because right. I went too quick. He he didn't get an option, you know. And right at that time, you're getting buzzed through everything. Mm -hmm. and I already had Nora. I'm like, well, she's here. Here she is. And <laughs> I mean, I don't really, they like give me her and most people cry. You know, you're supposed to be so ecstatic in that moment. I'm like, dude, what just happened? Like, <laughs> you literally like, got out of the car and popped your kid out in like 20 minutes. All in right. 20. I'm supposed to be here for like 10 hours. Doing <laughs> right. Like normal people. I'm like, I got a kid. Like what's going on? And they stab me with something that's supposed to clot your bleeding and because you're supposed yeah. to get that in the IV and I just didn't, obviously. Sure. <laughs> and then here comes in the intending. He's like, oh, good job. I'm like, thanks for being here. Like, yeah. <laughs> I have no it's all done. idea thanks. the doctor's name that delivered my kid. None of that. Right. So I did thank her, though, and apologize for well, my rudeness. <laughs> and I said, no, thank you for delivering my kid. I'm sorry. I was such a brat. 
so what was if you had to rate your pain i know like obviously birth is rated on a different scale right like everybody every birth is a 10 no matter if you get not get the epidural or not right it's a 10 if you had to put a number on like how you think it was compared to other births what would you put it on because you're no drugs running in you know like did the stress come at you at all i think i was in so much shock and like yeah basically i had I couldn't, I didn't have time to think, you yeah. know, they were like, push. And I was like, what? Like, I can't do that. <laughs> and they're like, okay, pull this blanket and it will push your kid out, you know, for mm-hmm. us. Like, okay. That's cool. You know, I'll do that. And I mean, I would probably give it like a seven or a six. I wouldn't say the labor part um, was the worst. I would say the contractions. Yeah. Cause yeah. I, I had more time with my contractions than I did with the whole labor part. Right. They, kick you like you're winded you can't Mm -hmm. it's horrible but i i had like nothing wrong i didn't need stitches i you wow that's Mm -hmm. that's fantastic actually i've I've heard that about non-epidural babies i think non-epidural babies uh like don't or women who don't get epidurals don't rip as often as women who do yeah that's what i heard because they can't feel it so they're pushing so hard that they tear themselves where like i could feel it and i I didn't, I don't know, I guess. I right. got lucky. Really lucky. That's nuts. I, guess- I just, it's nuts. I can't believe you gave birth by yourself. You know, it's COVID. You're running to the hospital and it, it just all in. And 20 minutes later, you gave birth by yourself. Like, that's just nuts. That's crazy. I know. And I was so upset. You know, I didn't get my mom in there, my sister, you mm-hmm. know, my cousin who's like a sister. And I didn't get that chance to have them. But honestly, or like, um Nor's dad you know he yeah. was even though he was on his way he didn't make it but at the same time like he does terrible with blood so it's probably a good thing he wasn't <laughs> yeah. in there he would have passed out and then you don't like, need him fainting right right so I mean it was cool and I I felt really happy that my dad got to be there because he was the second person to hold her because mm-hmm. they at that time you're allowed one person if that person leaves you can't have any more people right but mm. the night shift was so cool. They were like, okay, but like once the dad comes, like your dad's got to leave. Yeah. Right. So I'm, I'm like, can my dad come in? And so he came in at that point, I'm doing skin to skin. So like my boobs are out. My dad's like, oh my God. Like, oh, <laughs> like cover yourself up. I'm like, you told me to. Like, I, I, can't. I gave birth literally what? three seconds ago. Like, what do you want me to do? <laughs> you were here. You heard it. You were just in the hall. Like, crap. <laughs> I needed you. That your dad might be like the star of this big dad energy podcast. I'm gonna be honest with you, because like that is the most dad thing of all time. Like the the yeah. idea of like oh I I, I I'm gonna be in the hall. I can't. I, you give birth in right. here. I'm gonna be in the hall. I'll come in after and say like yeah, good job. Good job. Good job. You know, and he like remembered the towels. Like he remembered yeah. things. But he's like, <laughs> gives you a small either. like punch on the shoulder. Like yeah, kid, you did it. Good job. Right. And you know, he tells everybody like yeah, I was there. You know, Melissa didn't make it. I was there. I'm like yeah, right. Yeah, you I were there. The, I did the delivery, but it's fine. You know, Mark Steele's shine all the time. That's fantastic. <laughs> So yeah. if you had if you had like one thought uh to put to like that 20 minutes of of giving birth right cuz you're in pain the whole car right all 35 minutes there's nothing but pain but then you get you you're in this mad flurry of of, of about to give birth what what's going through your head I want my mom Yeah <laughs> all right yep, I get that 
I want my mom. That's what I kept thinking the entire time. Like, man, if my mom was here, you know, I would feel like I had someone on my side. But then at the exact same time now I'm thinking about it, I don't think I'd want her there because my mom also pushes kids out fast, but she does it with, like, nothing on her face. Mm-hmm. Like, she does it like it's, like, a daytime job. She's like, yeah, okay, it happened. Yeah. Right. Not- She'd be, like, stopping a baby, and I'd be like... But uh, but I I just wanted someone there to hold my hand. But at the exact same time, I I think I was I was just ready to have her. I was ready to stop feeling sick, but I also was scared because like I'm just turned twenty one. Sure. I just you know I'm having a kid. I'm a kid having a kid, and they hand me her, and they're like, okay, here, take care of her, and I'm like, what? Like <laughs> I'm gonna tell you what that feeling doesn't change no matter how old you are. I mean, it seriously, I, I, I don't know. We were 27 when we had, you know, Ben and it literally 24 hours go by and they're like, all right, take this, you know, sack of bones home and good luck. Don't kill it. Yep. Yeah. I, I mean, I think you're right. It's like a thing every parent has, you know, the more you wait, everyone's like, well, I'm going to wait till I'm ready. And you're still at that point, you're not ready to take mm-hmm. that baby home without a monitor. Does not matter. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it does. not. And the, I mean, it's crazy when they're in the hospital, you got nurses coming in to check on them every two hours. They, they're always there. They're always looking out. And then 24 hours go by and they're like, yeah, that's probably good. Nobody needs to check on them ever again. You're fine. <laughs> right. Right. Like, oh. Especially with COVID too. Like they just pushed us out. You know, mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. they were like, oh, you know, stay an extra day. Like, no, go. Get out. <laughs> Get out. Right. <laughs> All right. Well, last question I have is, you know, knowing what you, you know, now, uh, what would you have done differently to prepare? Obviously, not just like, oh, get to the hospital earlier, right? But like, in general, what what would you have done? Uh, what what will you do differently, like for next baby? Oh, I'm not having another baby. Well, that's a I good start. Perfect. My baby's perfect. If I have a second one, it's gonna be the devil. I'm not doing that. <laughs> um, uh, I think that, like, I feel like there's a lot of things that I bought being like. I'm this a hundred times and like I didn't need it I probably would wish I had uh figured out first of all I wish I would have known I wasn't gonna breastfeed because that was like a thing I was like I'm gonna breastfeed and then I did not like the second day being there I was like no I'm not doing this so I wish I had planned to do formula because I would have had it there stocked Um, up on it beforehand right and I probably I, I don't know. I got lucky. I was still at my parents. You know, if I needed help, they were there. I had the outlet, which is, like, awesome. If you're a parent and you're coming to be a parent, get the outlet times 100, especially if you got anxiety. Um, uh, I really, I got lucky. I got a lucky baby. She likes to sleep. She likes to eat. I maybe wish that uh, Must be nice. I drank more five-hour energies during it. But <laughs> Fair. Fair. <laughs> I wish there, uh, I got lucky with my delivery and I got lucky with my baby and I got lucky in the situation I was put in. And right when I came home, like my grandma, my aunt came down and got to see her right away. So I don't know. I got lucky. I don't think I changed a thing, honestly, besides the whole, maybe I probably shouldn't have gotten so stressed and now I'm back on nicotine, but yeah, it happens to the best of us. You got to choose, choose your, you know pain and what's going to keep you awake during that. <laughs> right. i get it well michaela thanks so much she, for coming uh, on yeah thank you uh thank you thank you for having me and i mean i think 
one thing that like I want to leave everybody with here is, you know, I am a young mom and it's hard to be a young, you know, your kid yourself. I'm trying to figure out where I'm going in life. And now I got another tiny human that's mine and I got to figure out how to figure my way through life while I'm raising her. And I think a lot of people, if they have the mindset that I was put in, um, they can still be awesome moms, whether you're young or you're old, or you just have to choose to want to be that. And it's weird that like my friends are still out partying and I'm here watching Coco Melon with my kid dancing and <laughs> watching bottles. So hey, Coco Melon's dope though. So what are you gonna do? Coco Melon is the ish. JJ is my boy for See? sure. There it is. There it is. <laughs> I choose that any day. I mean, nobody's going out now anyway. Right, right. hangovers, whatever. See? Yeah, exactly. 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 Not missing a thing. No, well, I'm not. Thank you, like, guys. They, thank yes, you. Yes, thank you. We uh we appreciate it. Thank you for coming on, telling your story. You know, I <clears throat> I told Jared, I was like, this is something that's super like off the wall, not a typical situation. We gotta have her on. Uh I'm glad we finally did it. We were finally able to make it happen. So yeah, thank sure. you. Uh I think people are going to like it. I think it's going to be relatable to some people and, and some people are going to not have any idea what you went through. And it's going to be, right. <laughs> I, it's going to be entertaining no matter what. I promise. I, I really, yeah. really, I enjoyed it. So I am so thankful. Thanks for letting me tell you my story. And uh, thanks for listening to the bizarre <laughs> wacko pregnancy that I had and the delivery that lasted about five seconds. So <laughs> nuts, nuts, nuts. Awesome. It's well, thanks great. so much, Michaela. Thank All you. Right. Yeah. We'll talk to you later. Bye-bye. Bye. Okay. Uh, and we're back. That was great interview. Michaela, thank you again so much for coming on. We really, really appreciate it. It's an insane story. Um, so many things happened. Honest, like, it really was mind-blowing to hear just the the way that like she was doing you know she thought it was coming and then it wasn't happening and then suddenly yeah. it was not just on its way it was here it, it was right near right now right there but thank goodness her dad had towels <laughs> <laughs> i can't get over how much of a dad her dad is just uh, from that exact moment it's so good it is it's really really great um but you know before we we move on to the thank yous again, thank you, Michaela. I also just want to ask a question about this monitor here. Oh no, it's long ways. Okay, what, what's the purpose of that? I didn't touch on this in the intro. Why? Enlighten me. Okay, so I do have a vertical monitor. That's what it is. And I, I, it is a normal monitor that I've turned sideways. So you're correct on that. But the reason is because I bought this corner desk because I was like, hey. I want to set myself up for, for, because I work from home, right? Right. So this isn't just, I, I joke, I mean, this is my gaming station. But, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, it's also my work from home. So like I can use it and occasionally, occasionally mm -hmm. I write code. Oh. And this is my way of telling you that I thought the other day, hey, I'm glad I turned that monitor sideways because I can write code on it. But the first time I did it is because I couldn't fit all of the monitors <laughs> I wanted on the desk. Okay. And you actually lied to the people a little bit. You said I have four or three monitors. I actually have a laptop. Oh, you do have a laptop. I was just. Oh, jeez. I was strategically hiding it so you, you did. couldn't see it. You did. And you have this amazing bookshelf. Uh, I hope we can do this more often. One day, 
maybe we can get an office somewhere and we can just I, record. I would love that. I would love if we could just get an office. Like, I don't know, we work an office or something and yeah. just get in and, and record face to face all the time. It'd be great. I think you can do it downtown Detroit. That is very far for me. I don't know. Just drive two hours every day. I don't, I don't see a problem every Monday. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, get home at you know one what? o'clock in the morning. It's we'll not like you have a daughter work. or anything. Exactly. Yeah. Anyway, thank you all so much for listening. Uh, we really appreciate it. Every time you tune in, it's great. You spend another hour with us. Don't know why, but thank you so much. We really appreciate it. Um, if you haven't, tell everybody about us. Get a, you know, let it, let everybody know that uh, that we are an okay podcast. I would like to just take a second and thanks Joe for coming to my basement and, and surviving basement. this surviving this time that we've had together. I, I mean this was this was a new experience for us. It I was. think uh, I hated it. Yeah, it's very different. <laughs> you know, when you talk to somebody on a computer for, I don't know, a year and a half. Yeah. Um, it's very different than coming face to face and just sitting next to them and trying to record a podcast. So. Yeah, it's weird. It is weird. But but we'll do it again anyway. We'll we get will. used to it. <laughs> we we will. We definitely will. Go follow us on social medias uh, anywhere, really. We're on Instagram and Twitter at Big Dad Energy Pod. We're on Facebook at Big Dad Energy. Big things are popping off on the Instagram, Joe. Like big things. Big things. I told you last week we hit our 100th follower. We're at 110 now. So Woo! I know. On a rocket ship. Hot damn. You thought AMC was going to the moon? This podcast is going to the moon. It's going to the moon. <laughs> so hop on now. Get in early. Get in early. Uh, thank you all again. I mean, so much for, for just spending every week with us um i hope you guys like this if you want to hear other interviews anything like that reach out to us on our social medias that's uh, that's the best place to, to talk about it um we're gonna keep trying to add more and more guests i know you guys love hearing joe and i talk but sometimes it's nice to have a little change of pace and have yep. some other people on so for sure reach out to us let us know what you think let us know what you want to hear and uh and again thank you all so much for listening once again i'm jared schmansky i'm joe lopez and always click your tongs twice before you use them Dead. Dead.